Hello, Star Wars fans. This is Red Eye Jedi with the Jedi Council podcast, coming at you with a solo cast. The rest of the council is off on missions this weekend, doing other things. Um, but I wasn't available in the last one, so I just wanted to take a chance to, um, you know, give my opinion on the Bad Batch and what my initial thoughts of what the now first three episodes are. So, jumping right in here. Um, I think the way in which it starts on the first episode, just the straight burn off of the old Clone Wars logo to the Bad Batch, I think... I think that just sets the tone for everything, that it's a new show. I mean, you have voiceover work that that you're so familiar with, with all their other Clone Wars episodes and things like that. But then, you know, it quickly, you know, it becomes what it becomes, right? And that, that voiceover is noticeably absent in the second and third one, where it's now become a new show, right? So... All in, the first episode, I, you know, was excited. My jaw hit the floor. I mean, at this point, if you haven't watched the first episode, this probably, you know, shouldn't be a spoiler for you. But if it is, you know, we're going to spoil the hell out of episodes one and two. So, and three. But in episode one, you know, I mean, immediately, the initial, you know, scene that opens up on the planet of Khaled, Order 66 goes out. They execute the Jedi, and we move in. Let's get to the rest of it. Everybody's talked about the beginning of this. But all in all, for me, I want to talk about it in like much broader strokes than a play-by-play. For me, the first episode was, you know, it was good. It set up. It was pretty much what we had been, you know, what, what they had built. You know, it's, it's pretty much what was played out in the trailer. You know, there was a few surprises, to be sure. Um, Caleb being one of those in the beginning. Um, and I initially thought maybe he would have a much bigger role, you know, in the overall story. And I guess to a degree he did, you know, and in driving the wedge between Hunter and Crosshair to start, you know, but ultimately I'm kind of glad that there's not Jedi, you know, and I know, I know Allie's predictions always that somebody's force sensitive, And I, to that, I say that the force is always around us and surrounds us and it binds everything together. So to a degree, he is correct. Um, I, I hope that, that we stay away from Jedi in this, you know what I mean? Like it was kind of my hope for the Mandalorian to be like that. And then we got the child and obviously with the popularity of that, that was never going to go anywhere completely, you know, and that's brought in the caveat or the, uh, the multitude, rather, of um, other people coming in and making their debuts for eventually what will be, you know, their standalone things like the Ahsoka Tano show and and things like that. So, to a degree, I want this show to, you know, I want this show to earn itself on its own merits and have its own story and, and delve into a portion that I have never seen before, you know? And I think, to a degree, they start to achieve that in some of the episodes you know um there's there's enough here to keep me going in the first three episodes i liken it back to when rebels started and when 
Clone Wars to a certain degree started, but definitely Rebels. When Rebels first started, I did not... The first couple seasons, like the first season and a half probably was so boring for me. Like, I understand the necessity of it and like building those those character relationships is what pays off later down the line when things, you know, spoiler alert, go, go south in that and you, you know, Kanan ends up being killed and things like that. You know, you don't get those emotional impacts and beats unless you've done that work that groundwork up front and nobody knew who those characters were because they were brand new you know and to a degree at least then on rebels you know they were in a time that wasn't the clone wars and it was empire so there was a lot of new which is okay you know it's somewhat familiar because of a new hope and yet not familiar because it's kind of before a new hope you know so I get a similar sort of sense here, except for it is treaded ground. It is like the Clone Wars, but it's not quite the Clone Wars. So it's like we see in episode two, you know, when they finally um, do end up at off of uh, Camino and get to the next planet. The Empire's still there, and the Empire's, you know, tightening its grip on all of the systems that it's taking control of now that the, the Clone Wars have ended. And it's interesting, as other people have pointed out, to see the Empire close its grip, chain codes, um, you know, changing your money. You know, those are all very, it's all very interesting how quickly and how authoritarianly they, the Empire does things as opposed to the uh, rebellion. Um, and I think somebody mentioned that on the last podcast, which I won't go too much into then. But... It's it's a very it's very interesting to watch the empire form and to see the outcomes of it, you know. And to a degree, there's a lot of recycled ground, you know. They're reusing the hell out of Camino. Like I've we've seen all of Camino several times, you know. Um, and Tarkin's role in it makes sense and stuff like that. But I really think. In this last episode especially, they've taken Omega's character and they're starting to try to endear her to the audience and give her a little bit of bigger role and establish her position, you know, in the in the crew, you know, to say the least. Because she kind of just hopped along with them. They tried to get rid of her, you know. I mean, not get rid of her, but like send her off so that she would be safe and... She obviously rejected that. So they're in it, you know, for better or worse at this point. And that's kind of where we, you know, we start out on episode three. And that's kind of where I'll focus on more here. I just wanted to get caught up. In terms of the first two two episodes, they're good. And this show, I like it. I just, I want to see a little bit more. I want to, I want to care more. But like I said, I didn't care too much for Rebels or the start of Clone Wars, but eventually those have become my favorite episodes. I didn't like Ahsoka Tano initially, especially not in the Clone Wars movie. So, you know, now she's one of my favorite characters because I grew up watching Clone Wars, you know, completely and every day and multiple times through and then, you know, in Rebels later on in, in the latter seasons there. And she's now become such a big portion of Star Wars that it's, it's crazy. So I'm hoping that, you know, I'm hoping we can build some characters like that in this season and then and in this uh, series, you know, because it it lends itself to being very interesting, the stories that it can weave. You know, I assume 
I mean, we've already seen that they have made contact with Saw Gerrera at some point. I can only imagine at some point he will be the he will be the contact with which we get back with the Rebels to some extent. Now, I don't know that they'll outright help the Rebellion, but I get the feeling that they're, they'll have mutually aligned, uh, you know, goals. And I think that's what's really going to be interesting to look at. But that's just a prediction. That's my first prediction. My first prediction is that somehow they'll intertwine with the Rebellion and, you know, maybe we, you know, maybe we see the initial resistance on Lothal or something like that, you know, because they've already tied it back, you know, to obviously Canaan. And it's a few years before that. Or Caleb. Um, I don't know whether to call him Canaan or Caleb. Anyway. <laughs> So episode three, you know, they, they, there's not, and I don't know, a lot of people and everybody will put their two cents in on this in the next podcast, but I don't know. I get the feeling that episode three was as much a filler episode as the last episode with the frog lady on the Mandalorian. Um, there's stuff in there and there's some things to care about, but overall it just feels like fluff. Now the difference I want to say is that unlike the Mandalorian where, you know, you only got, you know, a few episodes, you know, you're getting 16 episodes of the Bad Batch, whereas, you know, I think it was eight. Yeah, you get eight episodes. So... I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. It's it, I, I guess I'm okay with having more filler in these. It's it's more forgivable because I'm going to be getting more. Now you know you could argue the Mandalorians are 45 minutes and these are 30 minutes, but there was something with the Clone Wars and the way that it expeditiously told a story where they just they made a lot happen. Um, it seems that the storytelling is a little slower with the Bad Batch and that. That could be because, you know, they're projecting to have several seasons to really go through things and, and really develop things, you know. Considering that Dave Filoni was on Twitter saying that, like, all of the Bad Batch and stuff happened because the fans wanted it. Like, if that is the case and that is true, then, you know, as long as people continue to watch it and support it, they should continue to make it, just like all the other Star Wars content that's out there. Um... But, you know, I don't want to talk about specifics too much of the episode because we'll do that on the next one. But moreover, I just want to say that I, I think the season is off to a decent start. It's a little slow. I think we all want a little more. We want a little more direction. We want to know what we're doing. Um, but again, 16 episodes and we're only three in. So we've got still have 13 more to go. So... A lot of a lot of ground to cover, a lot of things to check out. Still, lots of lots of abilities to see. I think that it will be a lot like the Mandalorian because Star Wars fans love their Easter eggs and they people love their cameos. Like 
as somewhat like cheesy as it sounds, those are those are some of the things that people love. I mean, the internet was on fire because of Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian this last season, like on fire. So why wouldn't they do that? I mean, they need in the modern age when you need clicks and you need likes and you need you know charting metrics and you need to take over Twitter and all the all the social media eyes. That's how you're gonna do it, you know. Oh, did you see? You know, that's what drives marketing these days for those types of shows. So I don't know. I think that because of where this is positioned, it has the ability to have so much to show, I mean rather, and and, and to 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 explore so many facets of what became the Galactic Empire from its beginning. So I'm really excited about it. I think everybody else is really excited about it. I just think we all want to see more. So yeah, so that's it for tonight, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed my quick solo cast here. Everybody will be back next week. Um, We will discuss episode three and four in depth um, a little more. I just wanted to give my broad overview on what I thought about the episode um so yeah so thank you for spending your time with us and come back next week and remember the force will be with you always